Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Management Minute Home Team Podcast, the daily podcast for those outcasts working at home during this global pandemic. This podcast is a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. Our goal is to make working at home work for you. My name is Scott Hammond. I'm a professor of management, a consultant, and a book author. And I've been working at home for a lot of years, probably five or six years now, and I really, really like it. I hope this episode is helpful for you. It comes as a result of a request from a listener. The listener requests to know more about resilience and to get some hints for helping people who are lost. It's based on my book, Lessons of the Lost, Finding Hope and Resilience in Work Life in the Wilderness. Well, today's topic then is about helping and how can we help others. David White, who is a poet, wrote this beautiful poem about the age of information. It's called The Age of Information. And it's pretty simple, and in, in, in it starts out like this. This is not the age of information. This is not the age of information. This is the age of the loaves and the fishes, where one good word is bread for a thousand. Kind words right now are the manna that we really, really need. Working at home in isolation, we need to hear them. The other night I taught one of my MBA classes online. Normally I was just recording some lectures and sending them out, but the students asked if we could do a live WebEx interaction. And so we did. And it went on much longer than expected. They had questions and they wanted to engage the material, but they mostly wanted to talk. They mostly wanted the social interaction. They mostly wanted positive feedback. It's one of the reasons I love teaching online and teaching my MBA students because we have a community and they ended up collaborating with each other. Out of that one class came several project collaborations and lots of great ideas. I know what it's like to want that, to crave that. That's one of the reasons I love to do search and rescue work. So many times, so many times I've come down the mountain or I've been standing in a parking lot and somebody has spontaneously hugged me, given me appreciation because for something that my team did, for something that I had nothing to do with, but they wanted someone to thank, someone to express their appreciation to, someone to reach out to. That happened to me a few months ago where I was standing in a parking lot at 2 o'clock in the morning. We just found the this missing man, and his wife was standing there, and she just came over to the first person she could see, and she gave me a great big hug and said, thank you so much. Thank you for your service. It's often that way when we help others, when we reach out to others. I was moved deeply by a, um, on a, a note that was published actually in the newspaper, but it was uh, found uh, along in a parkway where somebody jogs. And uh, this was almost 10 years ago, nine years ago, but I think it, it, it's really relevant today. The note read, my name is Jordan, and a little over two years ago, I tried to kill myself in this very park. I was only 16, and I thought my problems were so horrible that the best way to deal with them was to escape them. I was oh so very wrong. 
on 11-11-11. I fell off the side of this cliff. I don't know where I was found or who found me. But to that early morning jogger who found me on 11-12-11, thank you. You saved my life, and I never can repay you for that. I hope that you still take this path and that somehow you see this, because I want you to know that I'm okay, and it's because of you that I am. Think of how many times you could have received a note like that, how many people you've helped in your lifetime. That's one of the things I love about being a professor is I don't really know how many people I've helped, but I know I've helped a few along the way, and there are oh so many people who have helped me. The hardest thing about helping someone is to make sure that they're ready to receive your help. That's the hardest thing because, you know, some people just don't know that they need help. And other people, they know they need help, but they don't want the help. And those are the hardest people to help because you really have to move them from that box of not knowing that they need help or that box of not wanting help to the box of saying, I will receive your help and I know I need it. You can't really help somebody until they are in that box of saying, I know I need help and I want to receive it. I think of the times that I've been in that box that I've needed help and wanted to receive it. Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, right? Um, My wife tells a story about Mr. Rogers that I think is really powerful and fun. She was working in uh, programming at uh, one of the Utah public television stations years ago. Fred Rogers' show was on television all the time, and she was at a reception for public television stations at a large convention, and Fred Rogers was in this cocktail party that they were all in and before the the convention and my wife was standing over in the corner. She does not drink alcohol and neither did Fred Rogers. And they were kind of the only two not drinking at this party. And he came over and stood next to her and they got into a conversation. She describes how somebody came over who was, had 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 one or two drinks and started to talk to Fred and congratulate him on his success and said, so how do you do it, Fred? You know, how do you get out there every day? and talk down to those children at their level. How do you do that? And she said there was a long pause, and in the most friendly and kind way, he said, I would never talk down to a child. I think that's a wonderful thing that he said, I would never talk down to a child. Well, Fred used to have a challenge that he offered to people on on his show, to children, but also to adults when he would talk. He would call it the Appreciation Challenge. And I've seen him do this. You can see him do it on YouTube. He he asks you to stop, and he gives you a moment. He gives you a, a minute. He said, think about that person in your life that made a difference, that was a turning point, and then think about a way that you could say thank you to them. And uh, that's the appreciation challenge that I would give you, stealing it from Fred Rogers. Think about that person. For me, it would be Alan Barker. And let me tell you this story when he helped me, when I was not ready for help, but he helped me. Alan Barker was a uh, physician in Salt Lake City. He was a neighbor of ours. Um, And during my teenage years, he would often visit our home. But I was not interested in a friendship with him. And he would come over quite often, um, uh, maybe every month to our house. And my parents uh, invited him in and he was welcome. But I was always kind of downstairs and He was a little too sugar-sweet for me. When I graduated from high school, my um, family moved overseas, and I stayed in Utah and moved into a home that my parents had bought, a rental home, and began a life of misery. My girlfriend dumped me. I didn't know I wasn't ready for college. I was working midnight shifts 
uh, two times a week or three times a week at a motel through the night. I was just completely in a, in bad shape. And I was failing at my school and, uh, I was failing my life. Six months into this, uh, project, this failure project, uh, Alan Barker shows up at my door. Now, I hadn't lived in his neighborhood for six months, and I thought I was long forgotten, and he showed up at my door. And he knocked on it, and and I let him in, and he said, "Uh, how are you doing? And I said, fine, I'm doing great. And I finally got rid of the girlfriend, and I got this great job at the motel, and I love school. And as I started to get pile of the lies on, he interrupted me briefly, and he looked at me, and he said, Scott, it's not working, is it? It's not working, is it? He could see that. And I just kind of paused and looked at him, and I just cried. That's the only thing I knew. (laughs) 19-year-old boy sitting there crying and blubbering. It was not working. And after he let me get that out of my system, he said, look. He said, we got a spare bedroom in our basement, and why don't you come live with us for a while? We'll kind of get things going for you again. So I moved in with his family, and his family to this day are still close friends of mine, people I love. And uh, they are kind of like a second family. I've lost track of some of them, but many of them I still stay in touch with. So, you know, that idea that we can reach out and find people to help in these difficult times is a good one. But you have to be ready for that help. You have to be ready to accept that help. And you have to help people get ready to accept that help. Thanks for listening. Each of our daily podcasts is designed to support you with your work at home. And we'd love to hear from you what's working for you and what's not working for you. Please email me with any suggestions or ideas directly at scott.hammond at usu.edu. That's scott.hammond at usu.edu. This podcast is a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. In the changing business world right now, when we're just dealing with all this turmoil, it's a good time to think about maybe getting an MBA, working on an MBA. And you can do that MBA completely online without having to go on campus. So you can do your work at home and grow anywhere. I'm Scott Hammond. Hope to see you in one of our classes.